0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Intellectual Saviors. I'm one of your hosts, Eric. And I am Michael. Hey, a little bit delayed, but we're here. Yeah. We've made it.
1: Per usual, Eric has to wait on me, get my shit together. It's all good. This is what happens when you have uh, 50 people living in your house. And Although, this week, it was a little bit different because, uh, the, of course, week weekend before last, I was in Chicago. And then I got back, and so, of course... People listen. They know I'm in Texas now. You being up in Minnesota, I guess the weather's probably been a little bit better up there. But down here, it's been like a hundred degrees, like every day.
0: Um, uh, I mean, this week it well for here it's been hot. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, like this week it's been in the 80s.
1: Oh, poor baby. Uh, and humid. <clears throat> yeah. No. Um,
0: but last week it was fucking awesome. Like it got into the 60s and 70s. It was. Last week was the tits.
1: See, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, this week and a little bit of this, kind of starting the end of last week, the temperature's taken a dip, but it's been raining constantly down here. So it's just been like in the mid-80s and just super humid and just shitty. But before I went up to Chicago, it was like 100 plus degrees every day for a couple of weeks. It was miserable. I mean, just beating down sun. Gross. No, yeah, no clouds, no rain, nothing. Just sunshine, just wearing your ass out. So I got to Chicago, and like the first night I'm there, like I step off the plane and it's like overcast the whole time I'm there, which is great because you don't have the sun beating on your ass. And then it's like in the low 80s, mid 70s the whole time. At nighttime, it was getting into like 60s, low 60s, and I'm like, holy shit! I was like freezing my ass off because I'm so conditioned for 100 degree heat. <laughs> so. Being at that convention between traveling and the convention, the weather changing, and then coming back here and kind of it reversing back again, it threw me off. So I didn't get, like, sick, sick, but I got real stuffed up and congested and shitty. And and then uh, my wife never checks our mailbox. So when I got back, I went and checked the mail, and then I got a present from the fucking county saying I had jury duty this past Monday.
0: <laughs> oh, like, shit.
1: Yeah, so it's just like, uh, the hits kept on coming. So I'm like trying to fight through a little bit of crud. And and I had played catch up at work. And it's just, I was just miserable. And then, you know, we were, I was wanting to do the show uh, last week, but then just kind of, like I said, I was a little bit run down. And it's just, I don't know. And then just the wife's work schedule because she kind of took the weekend off. I was gone. So she kind of had to do all her makeup days during the week. So I didn't really have her like tonight, you know, she's home. So she watches the kiddo so we can partake in this hour, waste of time, you know. <laughs> At least that's what I think all the kids are calling the show these days, hour waste of time. <clears throat> hey, I, I'm sure you're aware of this, but we used to do the elaborate anniversary shows, but really, because um, we started doing the show, like the first, second week of September, I always forget the exact date, but this was, for all intents and purposes, this is our fifth anniversary show.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah.
1: So nothing's
0: around i always remember it somewhere around september 11th
1: yeah that's we we decided that you know that wasn't a big enough tragedy for america to suffer through (laughs) every year we'd start a podcast yeah (laughs) so so yeah it's uh it's a little bit of a clusterf so that's what i was saying i really wanted to do a show last week you know so we could kind of do more of a anniversary kind of show i was going to try and pull some stuff by the by the way mm-hmm.
0: kudos to our president for going back in the past and helping out in
1: 9-11 did you like that
0: yeah i thought that was a very inspiring story
1: <laughs> he was down there clearing rubble <laughs> do you uh do you buy that do you think he's in there clearing <laughs> rubble like? fuck no oh okay fuck no yeah i uh
0: that old fart probably can't even like get his golf ball out of the hole he's probably got to get somebody to do that
1: I saw him uh, the clip of that because I don't watch his rallies. Um, I'm not going to waste my time with that shit. Um, but I saw the clip of it, and I just I was like, "Hmm." First thing I thought was like, "So was that before or after he saw the thousands of Muslims in New Jersey cheering that the World Trade Center fell?" You know, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I get confused with all his bullshit. But yeah, I mean, I guess. Per usual, uh, maybe a couple Trump points toward the end of the show, but I don't really want to talk about Trump too awful much. There's not really anything that important about him. I mean, everything he does is awesome, and he's the best.
0: Yeah, greatest president in history.
1: So... I don't know. Did have you done anything in the last couple of weeks, Eric? Have you every time I ask you, I say you got anything awesome you want to tell? You got any stories, anything you want to talk about? You always nope. <laughs> That's all I get out of you, man. <laughs>
0: uh, everyone. Well, no. See, because when I when you say you know you got anything you want to talk about, I always assume that you mean like uh, a news headline or an article or something like that.
1: No, nah, man, just anything. And it's
0: like nope. Um, as far as in personal life, nope.
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I um if just, I think of something, I'll just interrupt you.
1: I was gonna say I don't want to comedy the show, but I just had a few things happen. Between the I won't go into the um my weekend trip too much because it was mainly focusing on um like wrestling and stuff, which I know is literally I I don't know probably a handful of people listen to us would give a shit. But um I will just say it was a really cool experience. Um, like, I went up there for the... They had the biggest independent wrestling show of all time. Uh called All In. And uh, is basically... This is a few names people might know, but if people, like, watched old school wrestling, they probably know the name Dusty Rhodes. And uh, his son, Cody, wrestled in the WWE for a few years. And he just got fed up with it because they were just... WWE ridiculous. I mean, I watch it, but just kind of fast forward through it, It's kind of beats me down. Um, and he got fed up with it and left, and he started working the indie scene and hooked up with some of the biggest independent names out there today, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, people that you have no idea who I'm talking about, but there's some people nope. listen to us that do. You had me at
0: Dusty Rhodes, and then you lost me.
1: Well, <laughs> I brought him up because they kind of got together, and they formed – kind of like a little team there. There's WWE's the big wrestling promotion. And then there's the larger independence, which is like impact wrestling, which is on TV. If people get pop, I think it used to be on like fight or whatever the fuck channel it was. Um, There's ring of honor. And then overseas there's new Japan pro wrestling, which is pretty huge. I mean, they'll for their big events, they'll draw like 30,000 people. So, They've kind of got together a lot of the stars from those different uh, promotions and they put on this show. And it was strictly run by the wrestlers themselves. Uh, the other promotions helped out a little bit coordinating it, but it was all on them. And it was awesome. I went up there for that. It was 11,000 screaming idiots. Uh, big Sausage Fest is like 75% dudes, <laughs> of course. Um, but they had a big convention, and the convention was cool because they had a ton of meet and greets and they had panels and stuff where they'd have different wrestlers or personalities and the business get up and talk. And, um, I mean, there's names like people would recognize. I mean, I met like, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Sergeant Slaughter was there. Uh, Ron Simmons. Like these are people from that too. Though. They're bigger names. Um, wrestling fans know who they are, Eric. I know you're sitting there yeah, shaking your so head. Lost. Like, I, I don't know who the fuck, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, dude. There we know Sergeant Slaughter. Nope. <clears throat> dude. He even had a. G- he was even on GI Joe, man. <sighs> nope. Oh, sorry. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! You're killing me, dude. So, uh, but they had a ton of podcasts. I wasn't much
0: of a GI Joe guy. I was more of a Thundercats.
1: Okay. Well, that's because you're younger than me. So, if you had been my age, you it would have been like Masters of the Universe, GI Joe. You would have. See, I did watch
0: of Masters of the Universe.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, all right then but that's I just funny, never but,
0: got into G.I. Joe.
1: That's funny because Master Universe was a little bit, I think, before G.I. Joe was real big. So I would have thought. Yeah. That, hmm, that's okay, dude. I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. I mean, you, you're fucking up if you don't know, but that's cool. Um, so, I mean, it was fun. I like, got running into all these different wrestlers and stuff. I mean, a lot of people I'm watching on TV, you know, I've seen on TV quite a bit. And um, the one that I'll point out to you, because we've discussed the show Glow before is I got to meet Kia Stevens, who is, um, plays uh, Welfare Queen. Oh, yeah. And you know where is that, but I know her as Karma, because she actually is a wrestler, and she used to wrestle in the WWE under the name Karma. Oh, really? So, yeah. So I did it, not know that. She was cool. I got to meet her. And I, I talked to her for a little bit about the glow and uh, a little bit about WWE and wrestling and stuff. She was a sweetheart. Um. I mean that's the only person I'm trying to think off top of Anybody else you would know? And that's she's probably the one that stands out
0: because yeah, just because I love Glow, I love that show.
1: And um, but I mean it was fun, you know. I get the there's a ton of podcasters there, mostly ones who do, of course, wrestling based podcasts or sports type podcasts. So um, met a few people, shook a few hands, kind of you know tossed a name out a little bit. It's like hey, you know, if you're into politics or something, you know, check us out, kind of thing. But uh, didn't beat people down with it too much, but I mean it was a fun trip overall. Uh, like I said, yeah. In hand if f-
0: Beavis and Butthead <laughs> did political commentary,
1: yeah, check out our show. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that that isn't how I do. I just be like, hey, yeah, I do podcasts too. <laughs> here's, my, here's a podcast. <laughs> I made sure I wore uh, our shirt, you know, up oh, there nice. and stuff, and pointed out, Say, yeah, this is a this is my show, asshole. Um, but yeah, written, uh, the the only other person I. I met that I don't know if you'll know but anybody who's like UFC fan and stuff. Um this guy was like WWE champion for like a year and a half. He's in WWE for a long time, uh, CM Punk. I met him. Sounds uh,
0: familiar.
1: Well, he does UFC now. I I mean he's had a couple matches where he's got his ass handed to him. He tried to switch from wrestling to uh, you know the to UFC and it's like, yeah. I mean, i'm not saying he's not a tough guy i mean he's you know he's a good-sized dude and everything but he's almost 40 as well or he's pushing it so it's like that's not a good time to say you know i'm gonna try a new career how about let's do ufc so um but you know he's i give him credit because he went into it and he tried it but he got his ass handed to him in a couple fights he's had but uh but it was cool I mean, like i said i got to meet a lot of people and stuff um uh, so it was a pretty good time yeah i ran into some pretty interesting people up there i mean everywhere there's i ran into people from you know canada the uk germany uh as far as states go i mean uh, georgia washington uh california new york i mean everywhere i mean just everybody came in for the show so it was really cool and it's just a bunch of diehard uh douchebag wrestling fans and uh like i said it was about 75 percent dudes but i gotta say though uh the, the girls that are into it are super fucking passionate about it as well. So um, it was a good crowd. It was fun. The most disturbing moment I had was at my hotel room. I was getting ready in the morning, and, and like, in the, the way the showers are, there's the vent in the shower in the bathroom, and... I guess, you know, because the way the hotels are, the bathrooms, for the rooms will be back to back pretty much. Yeah. So I could hear the other people when they're in their like in the bathroom, in the shower, I could hear them talking and because I was, uh, had to fucking take care of some, uh, business in the morning, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm in there and the, the girls in there talk, I could hear her kind of r- faintly talking to the dude and all of a sudden, you yeah, the shower starts up and she's in the shower and she's just yelling at her boyfriend, husband, whatever the fuck. And she's in the shower, so I can hear her perfectly. And she's just cussing and carrying on and stuff. And it's like the one of the grossest visuals I've ever had. I'm, I, haven't, I didn't see her, by the way, but just because they were talking about the wrestling stuff, so I know that they're there for the same event as me. And I'm listening to her, and I'm just thinking, now, this may be wrong, this is prejudiced on my part, but my uh, my feeling as soon as I hear it is I'm like, this is probably some big fat gross broad. you know. It's got just really wonky, fucked up tattoos and you know, just I just picture something real disturbing like just between a few inches of fucking drywall on the other side in there naked. What you'd imagine an adult
2: <laughs>
0: fan of pro wrestling would be like.
1: Now, not all of them, Eric. <laughs> not all of them, but I'm just saying. This is from what I had seen at the uh, convention and around town. It was a, it was a you know most of the the size of the people they didn't look like I'll, they I'll were put it this way, athletic.
0: you're an outlier.
1: Uh, you'll you'd be surprised. There are, I mean, there are some really attractive women that are into that. Uh, There's some dudes that like they look like they're working out, like they're trying to get into it and stuff too. There's but. I'm going to say the majority of the people there were a little bit more slobbingly and overweight. Maybe a little little stank on them. (laughs) You're into
0: whatever you're into.
1: So I'm listening to her talk to her fucking boyfriend and she starts fucking laughing. And she's like, come here, come here. And she's like, I was just, she goes, this is the funniest thing ever. She goes, I was just soaping myself up. And she goes, and I farted really loud, and bubbles came out of my ass. Wow. At that point, I was done for the fucking day. I'm like, I can't take it anymore.
0: <laughs> you couldn't beat the meat no longer, huh? It was just... Soap fart bubbles didn't do it for you.
1: Oh, my God, dude. I don't know what it was, but I almost fucking fell out when she said that. Like, it was funny, and then I had the visual, and then it was very disturbing. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God. Now I got to try that.
1: Soap your ass up real good, and then rip one, see if you could blow some bubbles. Yep. I mean, I...
0: I'm going to make a video and upload it on our Facebook.
1: I mean, I don't see why that is not possible. I mean, it seems... I almost wanted to go next door and knock on the door and be like, Hey, uh, <laughs> I got a video camera over here. Do you think you could reenact that? <laughs> I want to try and get that on tape. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I heard some weird stuff coming from that room, but
0: so, uh, yeah, I'd imagine.
1: But I mean, it was a fun trip and stuff. And then, like I said, I got back, had the crud and stuff, had to get back into the whole work shenanigans and everything. And then I got that fucking thing for, uh, the jury duty. Have you ever had jury duty before? Or? Once. Did you actually get the serve or did you get dismissed? I got dismissed. Okay, so you got lucky. This is yeah. like...
0: And I- it, it pissed me off because <clears throat> nowhere in the paperwork did it say that if you like registered online instead of mailing in the paperwork, mm-hmm. that you could see online if you were dismissed or not before you went out to the courthouse, right? Oh okay. Um. So I went all the way to the fucking downtown Fort Worth and got to the courthouse. You know, found parking finally and all that stuff, and you know, go to the the clerk's office or whatever, and you know, give them my information. She's like, "Oh, you're dismissed." I'm like, fucking shit. <laughs> like I wasted all this damn time. And she's like, "Oh, you could have checked online." I'm like, "Motherfucker."
1: See, they have that now, but like I, this is. I think this was my fourth time. But I the other three times I went, I never served. It was like you. Like two of the times I went, like as soon as I got there, we got checked in. And then I sat on my ass for like a half hour or so. And then they basically called out so many names for people. And then they just let the rest of us go. And I got let go. So I basically wasted, you know, about an hour of my life. And then, of course, it's downtown. So I got to fucking pay to park. and yeah, So I was pissed about that. And, and that then
0: hour, of, and, and because you didn't get selected, you don't even get paid.
1: Uh, no. If you show up, you get your six. We get six dollars here in Texas Woo. for showing up for jury I don't know how much it is other places, but but see, my bitch, other bitch. my other jobs I had, I didn't get paid. Now, where I work now, I got paid for the day. So I didn't give a shit. I'm like, dude, whatever, dude. I got basically a day off, so I hope they dismiss me. I'm like praying for it, you know, praying to sweet baby fictional Jesus. Please, God, let me out of here. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know how much prayer works. So. Uh, it doesn't. Exactly. So, of course, I signed up online first. I did the pre-sign like, sign up shit on there. And it was kind of cool because then, the like, last Friday before I had to go on Monday, They sent me another email saying, okay, you've been selected to show up at this court at this time. So I didn't even have to go until 1230, but I've never even been selected before to do the the screening for the jurors. So I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I might get actually fucked (laughs) and have to do one of these things. So I roll mass down there about noon. And then the jury selection process is interesting and one thing I learned about is I've always said this. I think I've said it. We've talked about this on the show before about juries and you know the justice system. I I think if if I was up for like murder or something and I know I didn't commit it, if there's any circumstantial evidence whatsoever that the the fucking cops and whatever the prosecution could put together to kind of link me to it, I think I'd rather have a judge decide and then instead of a jury of my peers because. Uh, our peers are all idiots and so we go in so they say and there's 70 people that they had to whittle down to 12 so when you walk in right off the bat there's like two tables on either side of like the podium thing where the judge is and there's like the prosecution team and then there's the defense team and they have a big board up in the back uh, like a TV screen thing and it says um, you know such and such county versus and then they have the guy's name and it says the charge and it's for capital murder and i'm like yeah okay now i'm interested (laughs) you know it's like murder i'm interested in this and you know maybe this won't be so bad so like the prosecution starts first and they just they ask questions and it's basically raise your hand do you agree with this do you not agree with this people raise your hand if you raise your hand of course you don't agree with something that's Basically, the actual law, the way it is, then they'll have you stand up and, you know, explain to them what's against it. And for the most part, I'm pretty open minded. Like, I don't want to go in and be like, I'd convict this fucker right off the bat from looking at him. Like, I, I feel like it's my duty to actually be open minded about yeah. the whole process, which I don't think some people were from listening to them talk. Oh, yeah, um, there,
0: there's certainly people that if, you, if you're being charged, then you're automatically guilty.
1: I think we had a lot of those people in there. I'd say just from getting up and talking and answering some of the questions, I would say that there was a good portion of them that were big time Trump supporters. (laughs) And I would say that-
0: You're in Texas.
1: I know. But I mean, just like some of the questions and the way they're talking about different things, I'm just like, what the fuck? Um, But- yeah, there's some people, just the way they're answering some of the questions and kind of disagreeing with the prosecution, even the defense team, when they're asking questions. I'm like, yeah, these people, man, I they're not going to get selected because there's no fucking way in hell. And of course, none of those people did. But so, I mean, it, it's an interesting process, though. And then if you don't get up and say something, they want to hear from everyone. So eventually they'll just start calling on you and then they'll ask you direct questions. So it's it's a little weird because you don't want to sound like an idiot. You want to give a good answer, but you don't want to give too good of an answer because you don't want to be on the fucking jury. You know, you're like, how can I get out of this? You know, and you don't want to just stand up and start screaming racist stuff, um, even though Why that's not? probably it's probably the best way to get out of it.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, but and then and if it, somebody sees you outside of the courtroom, and be like, hey, you're that racist son of a bitch. You go, I was doing it to get out of the courtroom.
1: Yeah, and. And the chances are that's not going to flow. <laughs> so you're like, ah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it was, like I said, it was an interesting process because I've never been through it before. But they kind of go through. They don't give you facts of the case, but they'll give you the gist of what the case is and the laws that you're going to hear about and explaining the laws to you. So it was kind of neat. I mean, I got to, I, I have to say, you know, I've watched a ton of like SVUs and stuff, but... They're bullshit shows. I mean, they're entertainment. Uh. So when you're actually in there and they're explaining things to it's like, I've watched a lot of murder shows before. I've never heard some of these terms and this stuff. So I actually learned some things. So I think now I could probably be a lawyer. I think I, I think after that <laughs> few hours in court. After
0: a couple of hours.
1: Yeah. I, f- <laughs> I feel
0: like, being a potential juror.
1: I feel like I could pass the bar now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Go but, for it, man.
1: But uh, yeah.
0: Follow it, your dreams
1: it's so like i said the the prosecution they ask their questions then they they take a little bit of a break then you come back in and defense team gets the and you know ask you guys questions stuff and they're sitting there the whole time they've got like a seating chart and they've got our names on it so where we sit and they're just jotting down notes and it's like you're being interrogated as the jury but it's weird because like i said you walk in and they're all facing you like we sit in like the the pew things facing the judges stuff, but then they've got their desk turned and they're just staring you down. And yeah. the whole time, even if you're not the one talking, like the defense asking questions stuff, and you're kind of watching the defense and you're paying attention to them, you could just see the prosecution team just staring everybody down, just eyeballing them and writing notes. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they're
0: looking at their reaction and <clears throat>
1: stuff.
0: So, Absolutely, because, I mean, both sides, they're looking to win. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, to succeed in their argument, so they're going to try and find people that are not going to be reasonable, mm-hmm. but that are going to vote for them. Basically,
1: yeah, and that's the thing. I think I don't know how the selection works so much as as opposed. Like, I don't know if they both have to get together and they have to agree on the twelve jurors together. Or
0: I if, would imagine they do.
1: Or if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you could kick out so many, and you could kick out so many. You know, and I I don't know what the process is. Yeah, I personally don't know,
0: but I would think that the fairest thing was that both sides had to agree on the individual.
1: Yeah, and you could tell there were some bleeding heart liberals like me in there. You could tell by the way they're answering questions. Yeah. So, it, and after we came back in and they did the call out, like, I was looking because the prosecution, the, the one of the lady lawyers, she had the chart in her hand, and you could see where they had Xed out a ton of people. And I'm trying to trying to look at the chart in her hand compared to where I'm sitting, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, dude, I don't think I see an X on my seat," <laughs> you know. And the guy next to me, he's sitting there, I was like. I go, dude, I have this bad feeling. I'm going to get picked. He goes, man, me too. They start calling everybody out. And he's like the third name called. And he goes and sits down over there. And they go through it. And I didn't get called. And he just looked over at me and just shook his head. And I just kind of pointed (laughs) at him and smiled. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) What an ass. But like... Any of the, the douchebaggy conservative types and the more that seemed sympathetic liberal types yeah. who didn't think that people you know should get the death penalty and stuff like that, uh, none of us made it. So, like I said, I was pretty relieved.
0: Well, you're in Texas and it's a death penalty state and you don't well, think that people should get it. So,
1: Well, I will say in this case, however, they said right at the beginning, uh, the prosecution, that this they're case, not going for it? Yeah, even though it was a capital murder charge that this was not going to be a death penalty case that the DA or whoever makes that decision had already said life in prison. That's, okay. what, they're, that's what they're going for. So, But, you know, there's some people that are like, well, you know, I really hate to be the person that put someone in prison for the rest of their lives and stuff. And I'm like, if they killed somebody, I don't have a problem with it. Now, the death penalty I do have an issue with just for the fact that there's too many people that get convicted yeah
0: yeah it's one of those like double-edged swords you know on on one hand yeah if somebody committed a crime you know especially murder or something like that absolutely they deserve to be punished but then also i know that our criminal justice system is broken Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so it's like fuck but you know it's like you can't just let them off so you kind of have to you know in that scenario you you got to do what you got to do
1: yeah I mean,
0: you know, you're, you're not going to be able to fix the criminal justice system in time before you render a verdict.
1: Oh, and yeah, there's just, there's some people in there that are like, why aren't you going for the death penalty? I mean, it's just like, oh my God, dude, just so bloodthirsty. I'm like, why don't you listen to the case first? And Oh, like
0: the potential jurors?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of them that, you know, they're like, oh, do you have an issue with that? I mean, literally, they would say something, do you have an, if you have an issue, raise your hand. And there's a couple like real yeehaw fucking guys. Um. Well, I don't understand. Why aren't you going yeah. for the death penalty? And the prosecution lawyer is like, well, we don't make that determination. That's from the higher ups. <laughs> like, so I just don't get it. I mean, if you murdered somebody, it's like, see, you're already presuming. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, yeah. The, yep. You should be gone. Nope. Adios.
1: <laughs> nah, no, I know. Like I said, the the worst ones are a couple older white guys, amazingly enough, that were yeah, real douchey. And I, I know one of them- they're,
0: the, the best way to put it, well, oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, one of them, like he was saying such dumb shit. I'm just turning around, looking at him, giving him shit face, shaking my head. So I'm like, that's probably why I didn't make it. Because <laughs> I literally want to stand up and go, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? But, you know, kept my composure here because, you know, yeah. Guy I,
0: am. I mean, they're un- unempathetic is the best way to put it. Um, yeah. And there was even, so today on NPR, uh, they were talking about, um, payday loans and stuff and you know the predatory lending and all that stuff Mm -hmm. uh and they had you know people they had their experts of course and then they had because i think who is it u.s bank announced today that they are or yesterday that they're getting into the game like an actual bank is getting into the game of predatory lending
1: i thought that there are some types of laws that wouldn't allow them to do that Hmm.
0: nope um, yeah. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, these short-term small loans. Yeah. Uh, so th- you know that's why they were talking about it, and you know people are calling in, given their uh, experience with it, you know, or you know they had a family member that did it, or maybe they were an employer, and they have employees that have to do it because, you know, they can't pay them a good enough wage. Um, and then this one fucking douchebag called in, and he's like, I don't know what the problem is. He's like, I don't know why you call it predatory lending. These are consenting adults. They know what they're getting into, blah, 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 blah. And the host is like, well, it's called predatory because it's exorbitant. Like, it's way more money than they should be, you know, getting interest on. Like, their their interest rates are so ridiculously high. And they know that the majority of their consumers are poor people who have no other means. Yeah um to get out of whatever debt they are or you know maybe their car breaks down and they have to get it fixed like i think uh, they they've done surveys and around 48 49% of americans cannot afford a $400 immediate emergency
1: um, 400 bucks i believe it i mean
0: $400 if something happens to everybody tomorrow where there's a $400 emergency, 49% of Americans can't pay that.
1: That seems high, but I I would believe it more probably if it was like, let's say 20%, 25%. 49% seems a bit high to me. That
0: That's what all these experts were saying. Uh, but anyway, so this douche was going off how these are consenting adults and, you know, they you know they, they, should think about the bad decisions they've made in life to put themselves in these scenarios and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this uh. motherfucker. <laughs> like, holy shit. I hope you go fucking bankrupt and can't get out of it and your life is just in ruins and then maybe you'll have some understanding as to what these people go through. Although I still don't think he would because uh, he's just that kind of piece of shit. But it was yeah. it was amazing to me to hear somebody that was so unempathetic. Like sure, there are probably people that get payday loans that are getting them because they spent their money unwisely. Sure. There's probably those people out there that they went out and bought something extravagant that they shouldn't have fucking bought on their low budget income. Yeah and then had to go through a payday loan because they got to pay their bills
1: yeah i would assume that a lot but of the time
0: ta- the percentage is probably small
1: yeah yeah i would think most time it's look if you're that broke you probably don't have a car you have a beater it's probably some one of those things like where your transportation breaks down you have to get some transportation or get it fixed or do something and you don't have that kind of yeah. cash on you i see it it's kind of like the system with the bell bonds how that's rigged against poor people where if you you know, have to take out, they set these bail amounts at ridiculous levels, and yeah, there are, people can't handle it.
0: Yeah, there are some states that are getting out of that game. Um, I know Washington is one of them where they don't have a uh, paid bail system, um, it's all based on uh, judges' discretion. Yeah. Um, and they've seen like, uh, really positive results as a you know as a result of not doing it but really when it comes to you know that these payday loans uh all this other crap like it it really makes you feel like they're almost criminalizing being poor you know and, and earlier in NPR they were also talking about evictions and you know if you don't have mo- enough money and get evicted Having that eviction status on your record, which is permanent, yeah, you can't get rid of it. It's not like you know uh, a bad uh, debt that you had with a credit card, you know, and eventually it goes off of your credit history.
1: Yeah, it's like that kind of, never.
0: That yeah. never goes away. Uh, eviction, no- evictions never go away. So you're pretty much fucked from that point on, unless you somehow come into a pile of massive cash, and then people don't fucking care.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's um, like if people get a felony for, like, drug charges or something, then, you, then yeah. you've got a felony on your record for the rest of your life. Yeah,
0: and and another thing that they were talking about was, uh, so, you know, some of these people, they default on the loan or whatever um, and can't pay it off, and the way the system is set up, like, they are just completely... They get ramrodded by the system. Absolutely fucking ramrodded. And one of the experts that was on was talking about how middle income, you know, wealthy people it they also default on loans, but are nowhere near as penalized as poor people. Sure they're still penalized, but nowhere near as aggressively as the poor people are. Which is fucking backwards. <laughs> if well, you really <laughs> think about it. Like the people that don't have any money are the ones that are gonna get penalized the most because they don't have money. Pretty much
1: because the bank will will look at assets and they're like, well, even though, you know, maybe you did the same thing as this person, you own your own home and you have this. I mean, yeah, it's just like when you get loans or anything else, you're going to get better rates and be able to get a better line of credit if you're doing better off, you know, it's so you're less risk. So if you're are poor and you, you know, get loans or whatever the case may be. Um, the risk is going to be higher for you. You're going to get higher interest rates, and you're going to get, you know, what I mean, because the bank has to kind of take. Cause you know, how banks are. I mean, it's yeah. they don't give a fuck. They want their. They want to make sure they're going to get their damn money. <clears throat> so, and I mean, I
0: uh, I understand that the show topic was about uh, predatory loans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they're not going into the whole depth of it. But it, it irritated me the entire time I was listening to it how they never really brought up the fact that. You know, wages have barely increased since the 80s. Yeah. And it's like, why aren't you taking that into account? That people do have what are considered decent paying jobs and are still having, they had some of those people call in. They're like, look, I have a, a decent job, but I don't get a raise. The dollar doesn't go as far. Mm-mm. I'm having to pinch pennies and I've had to get a payday loan here and there. Which is ridiculous because they make decent money, but they still have to do it. It's yeah. It's fucking crazy.
1: No, I mean, I and I've and they're said like, what?
0: It, what can these banks do to make it better? Blah blah. blah. I'm like, no, no. That's mm-hmm. I mean, sure, that's a problem. And you know, I think government needs to step in when it comes to these predatory loans. But the bigger issue is the fact that people are not getting paid. Well, if people got paid a decent wage, they wouldn't have to do it. Unless they were a complete dumbass.
1: This is one of the things I love about with the economy now. Now, Of course, since Trump's constantly getting oh, yeah. barraged with all the shit, don't now they want to talk about, well, look at this booming economy because of me. And I don't want to give a shit. Let's, it, it, give them all the fucking credit, whatever. I don't need to care anymore at this point. But the fact of <laughs> the matter is, as great as the economy is, it's like you said, wages, wages have not gone shit. up. And the
0: 1% they have like
1: crazy. Oh my God. And Holy since,
0: fuck. The 1% is Jesus.
1: Yeah, you know, they made such a big deal about those tax returns and oh my God, it's going to be such a huge boom and everything nope. for the economy.
0: Nope. <clears throat> Barely a blimp on, not even a blimp on the radar.
1: I think the numbers that I've seen. Actually, I, I
0: think they went down.
1: Um, the numbers I was seeing, which I think I brought up when I kind of went with a boring fucking spiel about it, was uh, since the first of the year in the tax. Uh, breaks kicked in stuff, the wages have gone up like 0.4%, not even a half percent. Okay, But then you've got to factor that in with inflation rates and cost of living, which is starting to rise. So basically it's a wash or it's going to be a negative, a net negative. So I I don't know if you saw this, but they put out the numbers for the deficit and it tripled this past month, (laughs) the the deficit numbers that came out.
0: Imagine that.
1: Yeah. I wonder where that came from. And I just, I want, to, uh, I want to hear all those Republicans coming out and complaining about, you know, this deficit spending and how we're going to get these debts under control. Yeah, these
0: fiscally conservative Republicans.
1: Like I said, it's funny because anytime uh, Democrats in office and they start talking about expanding health care or, you know, education or whatever services that could possibly help people out in any way imaginable. Uh, Republicans first start yelling, oh, it's cost too much money. Just tax and spend liberals. Tax and spend liberals. It's like, all right. I mean, I guess, dude. I It's such a tired argument. I don't have the will to fucking fight anymore. And now with Trump in office, neither do the Republicans because they evidently don't give a shit anymore until <laughs> um, the next election cycle rolls around. And if we get a Democratic president and then Trump's blown this fucking deficit through the roof, and then it's going to be like, well, this it's is all will talk about. Yeah. Oh, we can't because, you know, then the Democrats are going to be like, well, we want to start working on improving, you know, Obamacare, start pushing toward a Medicare for all system or whatever. Oh, no, no, we just can't afford that. We don't have the money. It's like, well, you just raised the military's budget by a few hundred million dollars and we just gave away trillion dollars worth of tax cuts. I mean, I think we could probably come up with a little bit. <sighs> Did you? This is the funniest thing. Speaking of that, because people are bitching. I said people, even minded, like liberal minded people were complaining about, hey, uh, have you guys noticed the deficits going through the fucking roof? And there's an article that came out today. I saw it on the Hill. I saw it uh, reported somewhere else, too. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, this is a legit source. Uh, this is in Fox News. And uh, they said that <laughs> one of the advisors said that Trump, Idea for play, paying off the debt because it was so out of control. Was he goes, why? He goes, why? you don't understand the debt. He goes, why? He goes, why don't we just pay it off? They're like, well, you know, you have to have the revenue and blah blah blah. And he's like, well, why can't we just print more money to pay it off?
0: Oh my god!
1: That was his whole fucking plan. Is like deficit, deficit.
0: Fucking idiot, man!
1: It's amazing. Like
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm. There was always that little piece of me that was like, well, you know, he's done all these things, and he, you know, he's he's uh, maintained this aura of himself and all this stuff.
1: Uh-huh.
0: He's got some kind of genius to him. And then the more and more I see what he does, I'm like, this guy's a fucking idiot, a yeah. total fucking moron. I could be a better president than him, and I'm a moron. So, I- holy shit, this guy's re- he's fucking beyond.
1: You know, it's funny, nah. like, I know, like, we'll say that, like, in a hyperbolic sense or something. No, but I if, mean
0: it for real. No,
1: but that's the thing. He with, is
0: so stupid.
1: Like, in the past with, like, Bush or somebody like that, I'd be like, man, I could do better than him. I mean, I say that even though I think he's he's still a war criminal and he still should be in prison yes, for the agreed. slaughter of hundreds of thousands of innocent people for Iraq. And, um, putting that aside, uh, you know, happy anniversary, 9-11. I, uh. I still know that the dude, even though he came off kind of as a folksy idiot, I mean, the dude still went to Yale and everything. I mean, I think he still had a... He was fairly educated. I think he understood some things. Like, I could... He wasn't a 100% idiot all the time. Like, I'm sure the dude knew a lot more of what was going on than me. I mean, he did... He was governor of Texas for a while. I mean, he had yeah. some... A little bit of political savvy. This guy, there's no fucking question. I think... You could pull some of those Parkland kids, those high school kids, listen to them, get up and talk and go out and basically campaign for gun rights and stuff. I think some of those kids would make a better president than him. You know, I'd put a one of those 17 or 18 year olds in the fucking place and I think they would do a much better job. And he's so deficient on every level. And, you know, with that Bob Woodward, Woodward book coming out, <clears throat> there's been, you know, all the chatter about the things in the book. Uh, and then, of course, that New York Times article from his... Uh, how did Trump say it? Amominus, anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. Fucking that moron. You're from the anonymous source, you know, or basically the book and other things that have come out in the past from anonymous sources in the White House and different articles from the Post and the Times. And then uh, between that article and, like I said, Bob Woodward's book, it's a lot of the same thing it's like this dude doesn't know what he's talking about he commandeers meetings and goes off on rambling rants about how much he won the fucking election by. still he's still doing that at rallies we're talking about <laughs> hillary i mean it's almost not quite like, two dude, years that was in. about two years ago and you're still talking about it but like, what they the- say like <laughs> no matter what it's about let's say it's they're fucking doing a thing on environment, which I know they don't give a shit about, so they're never doing. But I mean, he would just, like, they were in a meeting doing this stuff. He would just come wandering fucking in like an old drunk and then just take it off topic and just ruin. I love the fact that they were talking about, like, some of his staffers or higher ups, mo- most likely chief of staff, like John Kelly and the, the top dogs around there, were, like, literally taking memos away from him and hiding them and stuff because Yeah, they that one was good. I'm like, if if that's really the case, which I frankly believe it, just based on what I've seen from him. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, and we got to go into Woodward a little bit. Like this dude, he's won Pulitzer prizes. He is a good, very well respected author and journalist.
1: Well, I mean, he broke Watergate. Yeah, he broke yeah.
0: Watergate. Like he. His writing is impeccable. Like If it's a Woodward thing, everybody's like, this is legit.
1: And another thing that's important about him is he's not a partisan hack. He wrote books about the Obama White House, about the Bush White House. I mean, he does this with every president, which begs the question, why did these people keep talking to him? Yeah,
0: and from what I understand, I, I can't remember if it's he, like when he's talking to people, he writes down everything, or if he actually records everything.
1: I think he said he had recordings of a lot I, of the stuff. I
0: think, I think, uh, yeah, I think if I'm right that people have said that like they've done interviews and stuff with him and been around him whenever he's doing his thing and he's always recording, always him and, recording.
1: Him and Omarosa, always recording.
0: Well, everybody <laughs> knows that Woodward's doing it. Omarosa was <laughs> doing it behind closed doors, you know, or you know, in her purse or whatever.
1: But genius. But it's still effective. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got a few good laughs out of her material. But, no, it's it's fascinating. But, you know, I just have to think that, it, I mean, the Republicans have been such shills and just not been a check on him at all and just allowed him to get away with this because they're doing what they want. They're going to get their Supreme Court justice. They're probably going to get uh, Roe versus Wade overturned. They're going to hurt voter. They're going to do more voter suppression, take away more civil rights, which they already started to do. Yeah. They're, um, I, I just, they're so, and they got their tax cuts, so it's like they're going to have a, a, a hard right court for the next 20 plus years. Yep. You've got. And that's,
0: that's what I don't, and it cracks me up because I've talked to people about this, and for some reason <clears throat> people have this perception that, Like, it it won't happen. They're like, oh, the Supreme Court's not just going to wake up one day and overturn Roe v. Wade. It's like, no, that's not the point. It's like, the point is is that they will eventually get it to the Supreme Court, and because of their views, Mm -hmm. they will overturn it. Yeah. Well, that's not how it works. It's not just going to magically fall on their lap. It's like, yes, it is, and yes, they're trying. And if you don't believe me, look at West Virginia. In West Virginia, they've impeached their entire Supreme Court.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Why did they do that? To put in lackeys who are going to funnel up whatever conservative bullshit they want to get in up to the Supreme Court.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... I see
0: it. I see it fucking happening.
1: Oh, no, it's a foregone conclusion. They, he's on the court. I mean, just put him on it now. Let's stop the dog and pony yeah. show. It doesn't matter. Susan Collins, they're talking about, oh, we hope Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski will switch over and vote with the... They're not going to. They're not going to, and I'm going to tell you right now, on the Democratic side, you're probably going to have two or three Democrats that are going to vote to put that fucker on. And I'll tell you the names right now. Look for Joe Manchin, West Virginia. Just brought him up. That fucking cunt. I've always hated him. He's never been a Democrat. I don't even understand why he's in the fucking party. Heidi Heitkamp from uh, North Dakota. And the third one that I'm wavering on would be Joe Donnelly of Indiana. Because I think he's got an election coming up, and that's in Indiana. is a conservative state, and I think they care. It's more one of those. It's, it's not even party over country. It's me over everything. Yeah. I'm worrying about me. Fuck everybody else, you know. And it's just, it's sad. It's, it's sad and pathetic. But that's what we got. The only thing I could think of now is with all this shit coming out uh, with you know with Bob's book and the op-ed, and you're hearing some rumblings. There's, there's been a couple other little. Anonymous source articles come out, like uh, the one about the him thinking we could just print more money to pay off the debt. <laughs> There's more of those type of stories come out. You know, originally I'd said a couple of weeks ago that I have a feeling that after the midterms, what you're going to see is Trump fire Sessions and try and get this the whole fucking thing shit canned. Uh, the whole uh, Mueller investigation. Mueller investigation, yeah. Now, I'm thinking a little bit different. I think because they're pushing up the Kavanaugh thing, they're going to try and get him in here by, I think McConnell said the end of the month, like 20, 21st, around that time frame, they're going to try and get the vote on him. Like I said, they got their tax cut. They're going to have their Supreme Court locked down now. And he's a hard right. You know, they got this ridiculous tax cut. It's going to just cause, it's going to wreak havoc on the fucking economy eventually. And the good thing is now, The Democrats take the House, they put articles of impeachment in. I could see enough Republican senators going ahead and voting to impeach him and kicking him out. I didn't believe that before, but now I think it makes sense because you get rid of him and you'd be like, look, there's so much come out. We know that he's destructive. You know, Mueller's got to have so much stuff on him, especially on the financial side. I imagine between Russian mafia ties, money laundering, everything else. Even if they can't get him on collusion, as far as like election hacking, I think they could definitely get him. You know, intertwined with the Russian mafia. I mean, that's kind of been a known quantity. I mean, we talked about this before he even got elected. Um, so obstruction almost, of justice. Well, that 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 should be a definite too. But yeah, like he's I said, like.
0: Uh, more more than I can count on one hand
1: in like just said, the past year. <laughs> that's kind of a tricky one, too, because he's so open about it, it almost might benefit him to an extent. So I don't know. But my thing is, I think that there's enough there that I can almost see if the Democrats win enough seats in the House and the Senate either stays the same or maybe even if the Democrats pick up a seat, I can maybe see the Republicans going along with impeaching him and just installing Pence to get rid of him. And then, you know, trying to take it from there. Because I think his numbers are dropping so much. And if you're looking at the generic ballots, I think they're showing Democrats up. I've seen anywhere from four points to 14 points on a generic, who would you vote for today, Democrat or Republican, when it comes to these House seats. So if the Democrats let's say, win 20, 24 seats, take over the House. I mean, it's a that's a pretty substantial overtaking. And like I said, if they could even pick up a Senate seat or, or possibly two and tie the Senate up, I could see them panicking enough, thinking, wow, two more years of this motherfucker, we're going to get wiped out in the next election. So I, I, could, I could see them maybe starting to be like eh, maybe we could go ahead and go along with this impeachment thing because the democrats will be the ones that bring it forward so the republicans aren't really getting any heat on them for it and there's enough evidence they all know it and there's i mean impeachable offenses definitely um and i think that i don't know i i don't i don't think it's gonna happen i think it's more potentially could happen now than i would have thought i because I would have thought when they first, you've heard the term impeachment a few months in, I'm like, he's never going to get impeached. Now I'm starting to think maybe with the whole Kavanaugh thing. Because the Republicans, like I said, they'll have got what they wanted out of this presidency. So, and what else can he do, man? I mean, he, the damage is done. They want to leave him in there so he can it's start true. fucking war. I mean, that's really the next, that, that's the only thing left on is this. He's destroyed every fucking environmental policy we have pulled out of every agreement I mean he's pissed off every one of our allies you know this tax cut is going to eventually fuck over the economy I mean people are like so oh it's still booming well it takes a little bit of time these things don't happen in a few months these cycles take a little bit of time well, you just wait you know and then inflation starts rising and those interest rates start going up uh, it's going to be a, it's going to take a turn because like you said wages aren't going up no, so it's I mean, it's just a matter of time, but yeah Trump man. it's just it's an ongoing... I mean they're,
0: maybe that was the master plan all along, and maybe that's why the why the hell did Pence join his crew makes sense.
1: I always thought that because they're like,
0: look, just just
1: get in there. yeah,
0: just just smile and shake your head. and then whenever we get all of our shit, we'll get rid of the fucker, you'll be president. Like, you've always wanted to be, you
1: douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then when shit goes afoul, we just blame it on Trump. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't and us. Then we got it our scapegoat. Yeah, Trump. And you know what? Everybody will be like, yeah, it was Trump. <laughs>
0: Except for us. We know.
1: Well, all the right-wingers.
0: We're on to you. I don't know. I mean... Well, yeah, right wing. they're just... <laughs> I I see these, like reasonable right-wingers as they want to call themselves and it's like no nope, you, you still voted for him so fuck you hey you caused this go fuck yourself I, you want you want to get your mistress pregnant and then have to take her to a back alley abortion <laughs> uh you're tired of seeing uh, jim and joe walk down the street hand in hand yeah, uh, because you secretly wish that you could do it too.
1: You know what? That's another thing that with Kavanaugh on the bench, people need to look out for because that could easily be reversed.
0: Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, Easily. I mean, that was Kennedy was the one that was the deciding vote on that. Yep.
0: And any, anything that gets up to the Supreme Court that has to do with any corporation, it's going to be sided with the corporation.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, his any. record. I mean, he was so anti-union. Every
0: time he's with Anti-union, the yeah. Yep. Every fucking time. Mm.
1: I don't know. So we'll find out because, like I said, it's just only a couple weeks away till he gets on. I mean, granted, then it's going to be another session before they start making rulings. So you won't know anything until next summer how he's going to vote. I mean, we yeah. know how he's going to vote, but I mean, well, what, yeah. we what know cases how he's going to.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, can they. And like I said, watch West Virginia. Watch what yeah. happens there because they're this- putting. They're putting people in yeah. in their in West Virginia Supreme Court that don't know anything. Mm-hmm. They they have no freaking clue what they're doing. So why are those people there?
1: This that is have the, no
0: right being judges. This is the only thing that so they can push shit to the U.S. Supreme Court.
1: See, they're they're very calculating. This is the other thing to watch because even though he's going to take the bench next year you know the the Supreme Court picks the cases they want to see you will not see them pick up an abortion case in the next two years because oh, yeah. they'll want to wait until the next presidential after the next presidential election because if they go in and strike down roe versus wade they're going to lose
0: oh without it yeah yeah they're gonna yeah they, they're gonna put on the back burner
1: yeah hope people don't think about it and, and then, yeah and then like you said there'll be a case that'll come their way that has something to do with it and I, I mean he's so f- fucking full of shit i mean he's lied so many times about yeah he's
0: perjured himself like several times during his hearings
1: and i love cory booker's releasing those memos and even said you know roe versus wade and his opinion is not settled law and then the other day i heard a clip from um one of the i can't remember which center asked him a question but they're asking about the hobby lobby case basically and he brought up the fact that you know it's uh because it's you know religious, we got to protect religion in this country. Because religion's always attacked in this country, um, <laughs> constantly. I don't know how I don't know how we have a church standing there and all been burned right. to the fucking ground on
0: every fucking corner.
1: Yeah, it's amazing uh that it's survived this long. So, but he was given the whole bullshit about you know religious freedoms and their rights. You fuck everybody else's rights, but we got to protect the religious folk. Um
0: no, yeah, yeah I, I love when they say religious freedom because what they really mean is Christian freedom
1: yeah but the thing that stood out was when he's talking about is you know he said something about the religious liberties to be able to keep women from you know doing things that are opposed to their religious standards and he referred to birth control as abortion inducing medication what <laughs> I, I it's the clips out there I mean he because they're you know because the hobby lobby is about them giving birth control to women. Yeah. He referred to it and I he said abortion inducing and I don't know if he said medication or pill. I don't remember what the word was, but he said he strictly or I mean it, it, there was no stammer stutter. I mean, it was just blatant like no, he, you, you don't It's it, abortion and indu- it's like no, dude, it's birth control. It's keeping yeah. you from getting pregnant.
0: Yeah. It like no, exactly. Like but that's, I'm you don't just saying, take birth control, and then it lies dormant <clears throat> until the egg is fertilized, and then it activates in your body and says,
1: "Fuck it." <laughs> no, know? but I'm just saying that's all you had to hear, and then no, yeah. right there, you're like, and then you know, yep. you fuck it, it's over, dude. It's over, ladies. I mean, if you protect, yep. if you want to keep your rights to have a choice in this country, uh, then you better turn out and fucking vote. Well,
0: I mean, it's Andy too late. Still, yeah, it's too it's, late. I mean, it's too late point.
1: now. But I'm just saying, you, you better start fucking showing your fucking ass.
0: Fucking way too late now.
1: It's just like I, it's like I said a million times last time with Hillary. I'm like, as much as I can't stand that broad, you cannot. And we both said it. The most important thing with that election, we're like, look, she's not going to get shit done with a Republican Congress. But dude you're going to have at least one I and mean, when we knew the one supreme court and possibly two justices they're going to be up in this next presidential cycle it's like you do not want to get a couple of hard right judges on that that's that should be enough reason right there to vote for hillary just say fuck it suck it up vote for her. so and then i looked out there at the statistics and white women voted for fucking trump over hillary by like 5 or 6% yep or some <sighs> shit like that and i'm just like you fucking dumb bitches it's like you i don't know if you let your husbands talk in this shit or if you're all that goddamn just awful but
0: i i i mean it's just like you said with the you know whenever people were in the jury selection just fucking stupid people are just fucking dumb
1: it's terrible
0: they they don't see the forest for the trees
1: no why can't we kill him (laughs)
0: <laughs> they they see they see their one tree and that's it. Everybody else's tree is like invisible and they don't even see it uh, until it uh, happens to them. And then all of a sudden, you know, just like uh, I mean, we we didn't even really get to talk about it because we never did a show after after McCain died. Um, but you know, everybody's like sucking his dick, yeah, his dead dick, and talking about how great he was and all that stuff. I'm like, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold the fucking brakes. Like, I sure. Know. He went through some shit that I probably wouldn't have been able to go through. Like, being a POW for years, I really honestly don't know if I could have hacked that. I don't eh,
1: know. I doubt I would have.
0: <laughs> Never been in that situation, I, but I, I know myself pretty well, I would think, and I don't think I'd be able to hack it. Um, So, sure. I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. But, I mean, we're talking about a guy who... Was very anti-gay until his daughter came out, and then all of a sudden, he's cool with it. What changed? I oh, it hit you close to home. Forced for the trees, motherfucker.
1: You know the thing with McCain, like like you said, everybody's kissing his ass. I'm like, no, I'll never. I have no respect for him because. He stood for everything that I stood against. I mean, and his he, record and, and he was,
0: as you brought it up as well, he created this shit, I, bringing I, in the crazy to the mainstream.
1: I I seriously stand by that. I think I I, I think, think you're I, right. I think I'm right on there that because there was
0: always crazy, but it wasn't really mainstream.
1: I think the problem until, was
0: until Palin came in.
1: I think the problem and was... And then it was
0: like, it escalated everything like fucking crazy.
1: Um, the Republicans have always been insane to me. Yeah, yeah. no, There's no, always no. been a great yeah. portion of that word, that crazy. But I think they never had the opportunity to express it before. And then she allowed... It's just like letting the cat out of the bag. It's like, oh my God, we can have one of us. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? We can say the dumbest fucking shit ever that makes no goddamn sense and still be
1: popular. Oh, it's just, it, yeah, I'd fuck McCain. Fuck him. Fuck his rotten corpse. I don't give a shit how awful <laughs> it sounds. Fuck that son of a bitch. I hope there's a hell and he's rotten in it. Not just for that. I mean, for everything that he, he did. So. I know, there's not. Just wishful thinking. Just for yeah. him, though, because yeah. I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, good riddance to him, man. Hey, the 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 good one positive thing that came out of his, uh I think I'm up to three on my on my uh, death list now I've got this year. i got to go back and listen because I kind of <laughs> forgot some of the names. I'm really disappointed, though, that uh, George H.W. didn't kick it and it was Barbara because I'm like, damn it. I was close. Maybe, <laughs> so close. Maybe he'll go, so we got a couple um, more months. Yeah,
0: I, I can't remember the name. Uh, I'm pretty sure you might have saw it, but after McCain died... Um, somebody who is running in Arizona uh, uh, it was a girl i can uh, i can't remember her name but one of her staffers wrote on facebook that he thought it was a coincidence you know too much of a coincidence that right when they announced their campaign john McCain stopped taking medication I and, saw that. and died yeah and you would think that you know the person that's running for office would say hey, you need to take that down. That's offensive, whatever. Um, nope. She replied that she agreed. <laughs> <Yeah>. I think <laughs> that McCain intentionally offed himself <laughs> to hurt her campaign.
1: Yeah, because she was an extreme right Trump uh, Senate <laughs> candidate to fuck? take his place. I think her what name was fuck? Ward, but I might be wrong. Um, but the best thing about that was literally the day he died, um, or the day before he died uh, that Tommy Lauren that Fox News blonde oh, whore, God. Yeah. she was campaigning with that broad and she was just out I mean this they're in Arizona home of McCain you know he's beloved there and she's just out on the campaign trail with that woman just shitting all over McCain and running him down and then he dies the next day it's like ah uh, yeah and then like you said that whole thing came out like Oh yeah, he just decided to basically end his life just to hurt my campaign. Yeah, it's like, you
0: know, it had what? nothing to do with all the pain that he was feeling, and you know, all that. Nothing to do with that. Yeah, had everything to do with your campaign.
1: Hey man, that's a that's a Trump person all the way right there.
0: Fucking Republicans, man.
1: It's that's they are they just, the worst. They're all awful, but that the Trump the Trumpian ones, man. It's just like. Uh, it's a whole different category that i've never experienced before. i've always had a lot of hatred for conservative mindset and their policies and the way they think, but jeez, dude. I, it's that's what's amazing to me that all these i wouldn't even say regular republicans because they've been twisting and turning toward the dark side even more so since the tea party. i mean, the tea party was the start of it, you know, and then like i said you started getting some of the crazies in Congress but that's not that difficult to do I mean some of these places you know they're not big areas and people don't know who the fuck they're voting for half the time and they just go out and they're these little red urban or not urban but you know rural fucking areas and they're just like oh it's the Republican I'm voting for him so you get <laughs> some of these psycho tea partyers in Congress and start mucking up stuff and then here comes Sarah Palin on the fucking national scene and it's just like it just builds up, man, so fast. Like it just went from like the like in the fifty to sixty, you know, percent level of yeah. hardcore crazy to like fucking ninety percent and just like about a four <laughs> year span. It's like, what the fuck happened, man? I mean, I remember when, you know, it's like everything was Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. Mm-hmm, let's kiss Reagan's. Ass. Now it's like, fuck Reagan. They don't even care about Reagan anymore. They're like, yeah, Reagan could kiss my ass. It's like, whoa, dude, for 30 years growing up, all I heard was how great Reagan is. Let's rename everything after Reagan. Now it's like, Trump is the greatest of all time. We love Trump. It's like, how did you go from the party of Reagan to the party of Trump that fast? I mean, Reagan was a criminal too. But I mean, God damn. I mean, at least
0: he 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 was a criminal because he was senile.
1: I was going to say, well, that's not, that's not giving that out, but I was going to say the, the fact of the matter is that motherfucker, you know, has. he may Alzheimer's. have, he doesn't remember. Yeah, he had Alzheimer's, <laughs> and he still fucking knew what he was doing better than Trump. I mean, he's still running the goddamn show better. It's like. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that. Uh, so I know you probably heard the old Republican argument that uh, the reason why Democrats. Cater to immigrants is because they vote Democratic. Uh huh. So that's always been the argument, right? Yeah. Um. And NPR they did this big reporting in El Paso, which is a heavy immigrant city.
1: Yeah, I lived there for a while. It's all La- Hispanic, <laughs> lots of Latinos. Yeah.
0: Um. And they were going through and talking to the Hispanic communities and realizing that they don't vote. Ever,
1: a lot of them don't, and and they
0: started talking to them, and they're just like, "Well, I don't know who the candidates are. I'm too busy uh-huh. with work, and this and that, and the other. You know, I just work, and hopefully that you know everything falls into place and it works out in my favor." Um, it's just like,
1: what? <laughs> like, you know, what the, you know the funny thing is too. Also, if you go back and look statistically, um, back. You go back, you know, a couple decades of stuff before, probably pretty much about this last decade, where Republicans started getting a little bit white powery and a little bit more anti-fucking Hispano and stuff. Hispanics a lot of times would tend to vote more Republican because they're so strong oh, yeah. and Religious. Catholic. Yep. Because Yeah, because the origin the Catholicism, they would tend to vote more Republican. And even with, um like, the Asian population, uh, from the older Asian population that first came over here, because a lot of them came into the country under, like, Reagan and stuff, and they don't know any fucking better. They came in. And they're like, oh, Reagan, you know, everybody fucking they touted Reagan. Like I said, he was the god, you know, and he was touted that way. And because he was kind of in charge when a lot of them came into the country and kind of gained their, you know, like the renaissance of America and this is my new home. And a lot of them used to vote more conservative. Now, granted, in the last, like I said, decade, 15, you know, 15 years or so, you're seeing those numbers change. And that's where Republicans now are freaking out. And now it's like, oh, my God, now all these fucking people we let in the country that used to be pretty 50-50 might even sway toward us. Now they're all getting sick of our shit and they're understanding the way it works. (laughs) It's like, get rid of these motherfuckers. (laughs) I mean, I I saw it like. Even uh, if they're U.S. citizens and they're brown and they're trying to cross
0: back in from Mexico with their passports, confiscate them and kick them out.
1: Or at least, yeah. See what kind. See what state they're coming from. Ooh, California. Nope. <laughs> you don't get to come back in.
0: Yeah, that, that's actually happening, by the way, at the border. Yeah. If people don't know. People's passports are being confiscated, and they're not being let into the United States, even though they're citizens.
1: Hmm. Yeah, we got too many people anyway. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> what
0: well, we got too many people on the globe. Period. But quit <laughs> breeding people. I'm looking at you, Michael.
1: I've only I've only had two. Yeah, and I'm you stopping just had there. another one. Yeah, well, he's the last one. I gotta have insurance policy in case the first one doesn't work out.
2: I want the world to know that I have problems too. White people problems.
0: Another funny story about uh, how slow my town is. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot that goes on around here. Uh, so last Sunday you know it's uh NFL kickoff right i get off work and i go uh, over to my buddy's house and watch the the sunday night game um have a just two beers cuz you know i needed to drive home and i also needed to sleep and work the next day and all that stuff responsible um, adult yep so i get uh back to my residence and there are 12 and i counted them 12 cop cars in my complex. They're like blocking the entrance. They're all over the fucking place. And I had to like park on the road. I was like, holy shit. What the fuck happened here? Did somebody die? Hmm. It was just a domestic dispute. No. They needed 12 <laughs> cars for that? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Like, I was like, what the fuck? I thought, I thought se- something serious was going on. Like, I really thought it was like a gang war. <laughs> or somebody died. Like, why the fuck do you need this many cops? And, you know, I'm walking back to my place. They don't have anything, like, sectioned off, so I'm just, like, walking past all the cop cars, getting back to my place. And then they're just sitting there talking to the woman, and they're like, well, he can't, you know, do you want to press charges against him for hitting you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? All this for a fucking... You guys blocked the entrance to my place. I can't get to my fucking parking spot. Because of this, like one <laughs> cop car would have sufficed. Yeah, <laughs> would have well, been enough.
1: Like you said, slow going. Maybe, maybe two
0: if the guy was out of hand.
1: Maybe they didn't have anything else going on, so they all. just No, showed that's up. what
0: I'm saying. Like it's it's that slow. Like seriously, if you drive around here and there's like a traffic stop for like speeding, like one will pull you over and then another one will come up out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like what the fuck
1: gotta have that backup nowadays man you never know not around here <laughs> they gotta have backup in case one maybe of them maybe in t- north minneapolis it might be a black person driving they might have to start shooting no have shit backup.
0: north minneapolis is uh that that's where it's a little bit more real but
1: eh. well, i'm sorry not around man. here i'm, sorry, yeah, I'm pretty sure
0: there's crimes around here but
1: I'm sorry for your struggle, Eric.
0: Yeah, that was definitely a white person problem right there.
1: I can't (laughs) get to my parking spot. I'll have to throw the music on the front of that. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you heard, if I remember, if you guys hear the music. Yeah, this will be Eric's white people problem. So,
0: Uh, well, oh, one last thing. Okay. So, because of my new job and I got more time to, like, listen through my bluetooth
1: Uh-oh.
0: i did start listening to pod blocked again oh
1: hey now joe's so gonna I'm, be excited
0: so i went back a few episodes just to kind of get myself caught up and f- refreshed on what they're talking about and all that stuff even though non- every episode is pretty much different just but,
1: nonsense like but us.
0: the first one that i happened upon mm-hmm. joe mentioned why he puts feet in all of his pictures and he mentioned that we, you know, brought it up and made fun of him for it. Yep. But apparently, he's got a bromance that he's had for years. Uh, Cody, I believe the guy's name is. He works with him. Oh, um, my God. Apparently, he gets, like, infuriated whenever Joe puts feet in his pictures. <laughs> so that's why he does it to every single one of his pictures. That and his bald head. Because apparently, it just drives him crazy. So <sighs> now I respected Joe. Keep the foot game going.
1: <laughs> I can't. I can't fucking. I can't ever give in to that. Dude. I'm sorry. I don't care what the it, look, purpose is. If it's to annoy is, your
0: friend, by all means, go for it.
1: Well, I know this. Um, I've never had the privilege of meeting Joe yet and spend a quality time with him. Maybe one day, but uh, it fucking infuriates me. <laughs> so he's he's pissing two people off. So. <laughs> He's doing a well, great. Well, now job. he's
0: going to do it even more. Well, he's going to up his game. I mean, you can't really do it
1: anymore. I mean, he's <laughs> oh, only no, got two he,
0: feet. You so. don't think he can? That I sounds mean, like a challenge to Joe. Just I'm saying, just saying, Joe. there's only
1: two feet you can put in a picture. He can't really do much more damage than he's already doing, is what I'm saying.
0: That, and man, I'll have to find the episode that it is, but he had this dream that was fucking hilarious. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Because it's disturbing and funny all at the same time. Um, so, I know I say it all the time, but there's a reason why I say it all the time. Go check out <laughs> Pod Blocked. It's a good fucking podcast. Those guys are good, and they're funny. And then also, of course, they have the 742
1: Evergreen Terrace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never the forget. Simpsons. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hashtag never forget. Hashtag Joe Feet.
1: Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> What else you got? (laughs) Nah, I'm done, man. Dude, you know what you forgot to do? What I forget to do. At the very beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. I've been really good about it since we started doing this shit again.
0: Yeah, no, we took like a week and a half off, and then all of a sudden you get all fucking out of sorts.
1: Well, yeah, if you're still with us, I mean, follow us on the Twitters, man. Uh, (laughs) Intel Saviors Pod. That's it now because the old one got shit canned. So, Intel Saviors Pod. Do that at the front, too. But you should know that if you're on Twitter. You should know that. Send me a fucking, hey, what's up? Or do like Will? He's always sending me crazy shit in the DMs. He's always slipping in the DMs sending me stuff. Do you uh, like him? Flores? Yep. I don't always respond, but I do always see them and shake my head in disgust. So <clears throat> just know this, Will. You're doing, you're doing great things. Just keep doing it. <laughs> I, I do appreciate the occasional DM when I get it. <laughs> So, but anyway, that's it. Just follow us, you know, the routine. Go to iTunes, rate us, leave a comment. I don't think we've got any new ones in a while. I haven't looked in ages. We're we're stuck on like the 30-some ratings, and I don't even know how many Uh, comments. I've given up
0: on even, Yeah.
1: Yeah, everybody fucking ruined it for us, because two years ago, we said if we could hit 50, then uh, Boggs would, I don't know, he's going to blow somebody or do something. But then we found out he actually wanted to swing that way, so it really wouldn't have been a punishment, so... We would have to come up with something else, anyway.
0: To to be fair with Boggs, like mm-hmm. I think he's just bi curious. Even yeah. to this day, I don't think he's actually done anything. Okay. To this day, I'm not sure. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a little while, but yeah. I think it's more on the bi curious side. I'm not gonna like say that he is, but I, you know, he's definitely swinging that way for sure.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, he's he's uh, married again with child now, so maybe he's he decided that he would
0: Oh hell put no, that... that guy's a major perv.
1: <laughs> Kidding me.
0: No slowing down that machine.
1: God damn it. Not even the clap. Oh poor Bogsy. <laughs> I have to put a best of together sometime. Just a best of us shitting on bogs and throw it up. Oh my
0: god, that would be like a four hour reel.
1: Yeah, it'd be tough to pick out the best the best stories and stuff and put together about an hour or so show.
0: He took some abuse, poor guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he did, but it was well deserved.
0: And then we tried to do it to Brad and he quit. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't putting up with it.
1: (laughs) He was not having your shit. It's like, fuck you. oh well (laughs) sorry sorry about the the time off here and there kids next week uh, there's no reason whatsoever I shouldn't be able to do it and I've still I've been hacking a little and trying to put so sorry about that a little stuffed up Uh, hopefully by next week I'll be back to 100% get all this shit out of my system and We'll do a full fucking hour on uh, Brett Kavanaugh's decisions from previous t- court rulings. Oh,
0: Jesus. <laughs> it'll be super exciting. I've already looked at it. I don't really want to go through it again. But if we have to, then <laughs> by all we're gonna,
1: means. We're going to break down all 300 of his uh, his fucking writings that he's done on his cases he's judged. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go through it line by line. So Alrighty, folks. Looking for that.
0: Hope you enjoyed it.
1: Oh, of course they did. Not as much Um, as Joe's feet.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Uh, That's it. Yep, that's it. Adios.
1: Yep, muchachos.